right, viewers. All right, folks. We are live here today uh, with our youth chat here, and um, I got a special uh, special guest here from uh, North Carolina. He's going to introduce himself. I got Seth Odom here, and I uh, just been following his uh, journey on Facebook, and uh, just a, a great guy. And he's doing some great things for the uh, kingdom of God, and. Uh, I don't want to do all the talking here. I'm going to let him uh, introduce himself and uh, tell him a little bit about, uh, tell you guys a little about, about his journey and uh, this church planning journey as well with another pastor in North Carolina uh, called Mark Church. But I'm going to let him fill you guys in uh, on that before we, uh, before we dive into some questions. So uh, go ahead, take it away, uh, Seth. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, excited to be with you today. Talk about some cool stuff things hopefully can help some people and uh, help ourselves <laughs> through the pandemic and how to do ministry and that that cool stuff so yeah uh we're me and my wife and another couple uh chris and ashley dealer we're planning a church called march church come on that's what i'm talking about we're planning in september is our launch day so we're going to be um it's going to be Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're, we're pretty excited. I'm in the process of moving. Mm. Moving is the worst. I don't know if you or anybody else that may watch this has ever moved, but moving is the worst because you never know how much stuff you have until you start boxing it up. So, yeah, it's the worst. But, man, we're, we're getting settled in. Um, so we're in that transition phase right now. So, yeah, we're excited for the future, and uh, I know that everything we're doing now, all the sacrifice is worth it because God always blesses the obedience of his people. So we're excited, man. Awesome. So just real quick, um, you know, what are you, you, uh, you going to be doing uh, at Mark Church? Are you going to be the youth pastor, or what are you going to be doing there? Tell so us for Mark, about that. Yeah, Mark Church, I'll be the executive pastor, so I'll, I'll manage and, and run the operations of the church and and. Uh, be the person over the ministries and the ministry leaders, student ministry, children's ministry, all the first impressions, parking, mm-hmm. all, all every, anything that functions with the church, I will have my hand in. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Mm, awesome, bro. So you hear that viewers, uh, it's an exciting time here for uh, Seth and his wife and uh, jump on board, follow along. Uh, at the end, he'll, he'll probably, uh, you know, we're going to make a plug as well for that. You know how you can follow the journey, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, yep. you, uh, you know, so we're going to be here for our brother here. But uh, anyway, now we're going to dive into some questions for you viewers. We're just two guys here that want to bring uh, encouragement uh, for you uh, here today. So, Seth, uh, the first question I have for you is, uh, you know, uh, you know, what are you learning uh, during this uh, during this season? or during this time uh, that you want to impart to the viewers and the listeners, whether it be a youth pastor or young adult leader, whether you, you know, you're in the church. Uh, so fill us in, man. Yeah. So, you know, in, in student ministry through this pandemic, it's been different because what you've had to do is you, you've eliminated the, um, the connection. Mm-hmm. Now there's a constant disconnect when, um, you knew you would be able to experience those relationships weekly. And so uh, the challenges is uh, even here's the cool thing about the pandemic. It is created challenges that are actually benefits to pastors and leaders because the challenges are causing us to stretch what is already in us. And, and it has allowed God to reveal those things that he's put in us that 
where we might have been comfortable and how we did the same thing every week. It's caused us to to use the gifts and the talents that God has really already put in us. You know, um, the, the struggle is how do you create community when there's no gathering? How do you continue to build relationship when there's there's no there's no reality of coming in, meeting, high fiving, hugging, those kind of stuff. So it was a constant struggle with our staff on how, how do you maneuver around this with a age group that strives in community. And so we've had to be creative um, with that. Um, and, and that's been a kind of struggle because at, at some point they're tired of Zoom. They're tired of yeah. looking on a screen. There, there's only so much that you can do on a screen that's gonna keep attention. Uh, whether it's worship, the word, doing some funny jokes, all those kind of things. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to use, don't do it alone. Use the gifts that are around you as well. Um, the importance of a call, the importance of a text, um, checking in, uh, which again, it's a challenge, but it, it helps the relationship because you're not waiting on them to get to you on Wednesday or Sunday, whenever you do your, your student ministry. Now during the week, you're actually going to them, calling them, hey, how, how are you doing today? What are you struggling with? Because the reality of it is, is this pandemic has caused anxiety for students. It's, it's caused these things that they might not have, you know, there's no more sports. There's, there's no more community with their friends, their pastor, the, the weekly fix that they would get in services is not there anymore. And so it's challenged us to make sure we are very intentional with continuing to keep that relationship being intentional and not being a person that wastes time is very important in this season um, because you can get lazy and say, well, church will start back. They're all going to come back. And the reality of it is that's not going to happen because how students function is if, if before the pandemic, they saw you every week, but then three months out, they never heard from me. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. Um, so just keeping those relationships, man, has been the challenge and the things that I, I've really, uh, just been trying to get our staff to focus on is how do we maintain the same relationship that we had physically, but with distance. So that's a great word. So if you're just tuning in, uh, just want to, uh, just, uh, intentional, be intentional, uh, such a key word that just Seth just, uh, Day force right there. And I like that word, whether it be through a phone call or a text or even, you know, being creative, maybe you want to write a letter uh, to your youth or, or to your youth group. Uh, how many that might be, it might take some time, but be creative. But I like that word, um, be intentional. So thanks, uh, Seth, uh, for that great word and just being creative. But uh, that, that, that's a great tie-in uh, to my next uh, thought here is, you know, is what are some wins and some losses that you were experiencing in and uh, you hit on one of them already, I believe, is a sense of community and, uh, you know, how, how to reach uh, our generation, how to reach the youth, uh, you know, in different ways. But what are some wins and some losses for you guys? Yeah, I mean, win, wins is, win and losses is something that we, we go through every week. Mm -hmm. um, and with our staff meetings and all those things, we go through it every, every week. What was our wins this week? What were our losses this week? And so those terms, those things, there's nothing new to how we filter our ministry. Um, 
you know, the, the win, the win that we have is that we still are doing ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to see the positive that we're still being able to be impactful. We're still mm -hmm. able to be a constant voice in the lives of our people, our students, our kids, our parents, all those things. We're still yeah. able to be encouragement. We're still able to be the church. Mm -hmm. We're still able to do the things that we were doing. We're just not being able to, to gather all together. Mm -hmm. um, the, the losses is, is depending on the size of your group is some people fall through the cracks and we're, 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 we're learning that, that, okay, who are we missing? Who, who have we not reached out to? Who, who is offended by us right now? Because they're seeing the things we're doing for others, but we're, we're excluding them. And so those, those, those things are, you have to try to figure out how to be creative and maneuver those things and, and try to find the, be optimistic in all things. Cause you're not gonna, We're not going to get it perfect guys. Okay. We're not going to get it perfect. We're going to mess up. We are human. We're not superheroes. We're, we're not, we're not going to get it perfect. Uh, um, and so the win is to continue to be, we found ourselves that our win is that we are constant and we're consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not just hey a text message. Hey, how you doing? All right, thinking about you today. And then the next week, we send the same exact text. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it, when when it comes to wins and losses, you know, it's it's based on what what you consider personally a win because you have to set your own goals with your team, with your leaders, with yourself. Or what what are my goals this week? All right. So I don't know how often you you analyze wins and losses, but I do it every week. Mm -hmm. um, what are my wins, my walk losses this week and how I've navigated through COVID, how I've led people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the losses is sometimes you're just lazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it gives you the opportunity to be as lazy as you want to be with no accountability yeah. uh, because there's no head count. There's nobody to, to watch and lead and govern you and those kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. So it's just kind of, it's a really tough situation this uh, COVID has put us in. Uh, we've never done church like this before. Mm -hmm. And so we're just learning what, what are wins are not wins anymore. What are losses? They're not losses anymore. So really we're good. just trying to figure out what are those things really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, I can't really answer that question and really in depth, but mm -hmm. oh, we're just yeah. trying to figure out what, 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 what standard have we set that mm -hmm. labels something a win? And what has labeled something a loss? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's encouraging. Um, it's very important that student pastor or leader, pastor, whoever you are that will watch this, is I want you to know that nothing that's happening is surprising God. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't beat myself up if I if I dropped the ball or if I, I don't not doing it how everybody else is doing. If I'm not understanding what I need to do, hey, mm -hmm. we're all trying to figure this out. And uh, you were called to do what you're doing right now. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but in the story of your life of ministry, this pandemic was put in it before it even happened. Mm -hmm. So God has put things in you that will help you get to those wins and overcome the losses that happened during the time that we're in. So, so good. Yes. Oh, so good. What a great word. But, uh, you know, just listen, if you guys are just listening to this, you know, we're all learning how to uh, navigate uh, through this uh, pandemic, uh, through this COVID-19. So uh, that's a, I don't have anything to add for you folks. That's such a great word. 
uh, from uh, from Seth is just, you know, uh, if I just actually could, yeah, maybe say something right here is, you know, just set uh, set your goals uh, for the week uh, and see, you know, maybe write them in a journal or write them on a notebook, uh, in, in a notebook that you might have and say, okay, what can I accomplish this week? Uh, what are some of my uh, goals uh, that I want to meet uh, this week? And that maybe that'll, um, maybe that'll help you navigate a little bit better. And that's what we want to be. You know, we want to try to be better. And I liked what he said as well is, is, um, you know, don't look, uh, don't look to others or what they're doing. Uh, you know, focus on, you know, what you're doing, that you're making a difference. Uh, because I think that's a trap of the enemy that we can fall into and be like, oh, look at that uh, gentleman or look at that girl on Facebook or Instagram. And man, they have a big youth group. Uh, and we can fall into that trap of the line and start to uh, fall into the uh, comparison game. But folks, focus on what you what's right in front of you. Be creative. Uh, what's uh, what Seth was saying? Intentionality is 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 key. So uh, thanks, uh, uh, Seth. I appreciate that uh, word. And uh, so as we continue on uh, with that, and this is even you want to share your journey now as well too. Uh, you can. You're more than uh, willing. Uh, is is how do you think ministry? is going to look. And we just uh, shared a little bit about that uh, for Seth. He's going to be planting a church in uh, North Carolina with another pastor and uh, jump on, jump on board, man, and, and follow along on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to let him share a little bit about that as well too here and how you can pr pray. I'll be praying for him and, and that. So go ahead, Seth. How do you think uh, ministry is going to look uh, in the near future? Or moving, excuse me, moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we were actually, we, we had been planning, planning to plant over the past two years. Um, and uh, we never, you know, we never thought that a pandemic would happen during our plant. Um, and people have actually asked us, are you still going to plant during the pandemic? Because there's so many church planters that have put their launch on hold. Um, but our heart is Jesus come he was birthed into calamity. He was birthed in this pandemic. He was, he was birthed in this government ruling, all these things that he was navigating when he come in. And if God sent Jesus to be birthed through all this chaotic stuff, why can't he birth a church in it? That's and so, so we have, we have stayed the course and we found out that really this pandemic has actually is been, um, a blessing to us because it has allowed us to be visible to the people because what it has created is needs and needs in the city. We have been able to meet and show ourselves and our presence in the city uh, before even launching. So it, for example, the place that we're going to be launching at, we just announced that actually it's going to be in a school auditorium. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, we reached out and said, Hey, give us some, some of the families that need help during this pandemic. We're gonna help the community that we're gonna be planning in mm -hmm. already. So if there wasn't a pandemic, we would just be planning and then finding out the needs. But now we have the opportunity to plant, find the needs before we even start launching. And so it's, it's helped us up to this point. Now in the future, church will probably be a little different. Um, some people may not ever feel comfortable back in a building that close to people gathering. And so the great thing is by the time we are able to just go full pledge in the services, we'll all be professional videographer people. We'll be 
professional live streamers and professional Zoom meeting. We'll, we'll be professionals at it. We'll be able to stream. We'll have the quality. We'll, we'll have the lingo. We'll have how to interact with those people, mm-hmm. you know, and do that better. So it'd be different, but we'll be prepared for it. And that, that's why I'm during, during all this stuff. Just prepare yourself. You never know. So take notes. Don't just sit by and be lazy and comfortable mm-hmm. through this pandemic, through this COVID or whatever you want to call it. You may not believe that it's happening right now, but the reality of it is it is. Don't get lazy and say, well, it's just going to pass over and church is going to be the same. Church is not. Here's a great win that you can find out of there being a pandemic is mm-hmm. that it has put a desire in students and in parents to find the community when the church finally opens because what has been taken from them has now been taken for granted and they can't wait to get back to it. So I believe that when the church doors are finally able to fully open and people are comfortable, the pandemic has been away. I believe the church doors are going to flood. I believe people are going to come and I think it's, it's just going to be great. So if anything, what's going to be different is you're going to have more people in your seats. <laughs> And you got to figure out how to maintain it. That's a good problem to have. And yeah. so I, I just believe that as we're shifting, we just keep an open mind on and, and, and put our ear to what the father is saying. You know, you talked about comparison mm-hmm. and I, I learned a long time ago, man, that mm-hmm. if, if I keep my eyes on what everybody else is doing, I'll miss the blessing that God's trying to get me to mm-hmm. focus for myself. And so if I always compare on how they're doing it, the people that I was supposed to reach the way that I was gifted to reach them, they'll never get what they were supposed to get because I've done it the wrong way. So you're gifted, you're talented, you, you've been purposed the way you, ha- you created and knitted the way you were supposed to be in ministry and stick to that because you're the only person that can be you and lead the way you're supposed to lead. So that, that's kind of where we're at. Let me, let me just say this real fast and you could jump in. Yeah, is that we're not socially distanced. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not socially distanced. We're still relational. We're still social. All it is, is we are physically dif- distanced right now. Mm-hmm. Keep the relationship, continue to be social. And that's, what's going to make a huge difference when all this blows over is how we're, how relational were you? How intentional we cannot express that you have to be intentional you, you can't get comfortable and you can't get lazy. You got to work harder now probably than you've ever worked before. Yeah. Uh, being creative, being more intentional with those relationships. And, and you'll see that COVID has been something good for you and your ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so good. So thanks for sharing that. Just a, just a real quick uh, note that I just want to pick up with uh, what Seth said is that a verse came to my mind is uh, out of Ephesians 2.10 where it talks about uh, you're his workmanship or some versions have a masterpiece, uh, you know, and I like that right there that you're his masterpiece and don't follow after other people and miss what's right in front of you, miss the blessing and uh, focus on what God has uh, instilled in you. Like what just Seth uh, was talking about is that you have special giftings, that you have an anointing uh, on your life to minister uh, right where you're at. So if you're in that comparison game, Let's focus back and run back to Jesus and, 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 and talk to him about that. And because you have those giftings that he's instilled you with the lead right where you're at. So I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that word, Seth. So that was 
uh, great word uh, for us. Now, I want to give uh, Seth an opportunity here before we uh, before he prays and before we close here. Uh, it's been an encouragement, even for myself, learn from Seth. Uh, but I want him to have an opportunity just to share maybe a scripture uh, that he might have on his heart or a word uh, that uh, would encourage you viewers when you watch this. Yeah. Um, thanks, man. Uh, Galatians 6 and 9, very well-known scripture. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it is is something that we can all relate to, especially with what we're talking about and kind of navigating ministry and leading and people right now is Galatians 6 and 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Mm-hmm. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Mm-hmm. And you see, you'll, you'll find that the, the enemy will uh, cause you to uh, be tired, mm-hmm. be frustrated, uh, lazy, all, all those things. And it's because he wants you to get tired of doing good. And oftentimes we, we, we do the things we think we should do, but we don't get the results that we think we should be getting. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we have to learn is in doing good, the results are not in our timing. The mm-hmm. results are in God's timing. Scripture says that in the right time, you will see the harvest mm-hmm. from doing good. Not the moment you do good, there's the harvest. But he says in the right time, you will see the harvest that has been prepared for the good works that you are doing. And so I, just, I would like to encourage you uh, and those that are watching that don't be frustrated. Don't get tired of doing good. The world needs you to do good. Your students need you to do good. Your people of your church, your, your wife, your kids, your family, they need you to continue to be doing good because you never know. You could be the only example of, of, of doing good that people can see. And so be encouraged that if you'll continue and not give up, what the scripture says, don't give up, you'll see that harvest that God was trying to, the blessings that he's trying to give you. And I know it's tough in, in this season because, you know, there, there's, no, there's nobody in the room. Maybe you're tired of looking at a screen. You're tired of preaching to a camera and there's nobody in the room. But what they need you to do is preach like the room was full. Teach like the room was full. They don't need you to water anything down because there's nobody giving you an amen or telling you to preach or saying, come on, brother, or however they react in your church or a lifted hand. Encourage yourself in this moment. Be like David. Encourage yourself in this moment to where maybe you feel like, is this even worth it? I want you to know it is worth it. It is worth it because you're pointing people to Jesus. You're getting people in your doing good, you are pointing people to Jesus, and everything you do is worth it. Everything is worth it. Uh, Zacchaeus climbed a tree to see Jesus, and how many times do you think people looked at him and laughed and pointed and said, it's not worth it, dude. You just climbed a tree. you got a man here who's climbing a tree to see another man. That ain't right. You don't need to do that. It ain't worth all that. But I think from the result of Zacchaeus doing what he needed to do to get to Jesus was worth it. And the same thing goes for you. Doing what you need to do for other people to see Jesus is worth it. So um, anything you want to add? And I'll go ahead and pray, man. And we'll 
think that's a, that's a great word. And just to reiterate what, uh, you know, what Seth uh, said is, uh, you know, it's worth it. You know, don't be weary and burden, but do good. Uh, you know, and I like what he just said. I, I want to reiterate that, uh, what he said, uh, whether you're looking into a camera or your computer screen, what he said, preach like there's students in the room. I just want to reiterate that. That's so good. Don't become tired. Don't let the enemy try to come in and steal, kill, and destroy your passion or your enthusiasm or even your compassion that you have for your students. But one word comes to my mind as well. Seth was talking is being, uh, being faithful. Continue to be faithful where you're at. And I think that's so good uh, that I just want to add that right there uh, for myself as well and for you viewers. But I'm going to let Seth, uh, Seth pray. And then after he prays, um, you know, we'll have, we'll, I'll have this up here for you maybe today or the later this evening. But I want to give Seth an opportunity uh, to talk about a little bit about his, his, uh, his journey with Mark Church and how you can be praying for him and maybe how you can follow uh, follow him along uh, the journey, if that's okay with you, Seth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll pray, and then we'll, we'll talk about all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Father, thank you so much for people that are laboring right now mm -hmm. and maybe not seeing the harvest. Yes. Father, we just declare that even in this season, you are good. Mm -hmm. And Father, we just know that in the right time, if we don't give up, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how frustrated frustrating it is no matter what the emotions are that we're feeling god if we don't give up lord we will see that harvest we will see the blessing lord that you've declared over us over our ministries and over our families god and i just want to encourage everyone father that may hear this or don't even hear this god we just put it in the atmosphere lord that father that they would be blessed that lord that you would open up their ears and their hearts, Father God, to the wisdom that you're giving them in this time, in this season. God, I pray that you would give them the creative mind, Lord, to draw people in this, this unforeseen circumstance that we're in, Father, and how we're doing church and how we're navigating and maneuvering what we do, Father. I just pray that right now, Lord, we declare that every pastor, every leader, every layman, every servant, God, would just get... Um, a burst of energy, Lord, that they would be refreshed and renewed. Holy Spirit, just go where they're at and just encourage them, Lord. You're, Holy Spirit, you're the greatest encourager there ever was, Father. He said that I'm leaving, but don't worry, I'm sending a comforter. I'm sending someone that can encourage you, even in the hardest times of life, God. And I pray whatever it is that people face, God, let them be encouraged by your presence, even in the darkest moments of their life. God, give us wisdom. Give yeah. us vision. And Father, we want to do your will and do it your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate that for you viewers. Uh, this will be up here, like I said, here uh, soon. Uh, so be on the lookout. But before we conclude, I just want to uh, give Seth uh, an opportunity here to uh, share about Mark Church, as I said uh, before in the beginning. But uh, just how uh, you can be praying for Seth and um, maybe follow along if you want to follow along on his journey, how you guys can uh um, reach out uh, as well. So go ahead, Seth. I just want to give you this opportunity before we conclude. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We, um, yeah, it was a two-year journey for us. Um, pastor Chris is who our lead pastor. Um, we, uh, we've had a long journey. I was actually in Fedville two years ago, mm -hmm. and I was meeting two guys. We go to India every year, and mm -hmm. we do crusades and put in water wells and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I were meeting them. They got there. Uh, I got there early 
And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I started praying over the city that mm-hmm. was Fayetteville. And Chris, Pastor Chris come up, and I said, man, I got this weird feeling I'm going to pastor this city. He said, oh, oh, you will. You will. And from that moment, later on that evening, he asked us if we would be his executive pastors. Wow. I, had about, I had about an hour and a half drive from Fayetteville to where I was living. And I asked the Lord, I said, if this is you, Lord, answer quickly. Don't let me carry over it. Don't let me worry about it. Mm-hmm. Get home, I start telling my wife, and I get a text message from a friend of mine that says, hey, I know this is random, but I just heard the Holy Spirit say to tell you to get ready because you're planning a church within two hours of that conversation. And there's when I knew. Um, and so we fast forward to about eight months ago when we made the announcement that we were going to plant, we were going to leave our current church. Mm-hmm. Um, we were struggling, no salary, no money that we were going to know. So of mm-hmm. course my wife who women are security, they want security in their life. <laughs> um, she was stressed. And, and I, I remember going to her work, taking her some food. And as I walked in, the Holy spirit said, your step of faith is never greater than my step of provision. So when you step out, know that there is provision for you. And I've never been so excited to tell my wife something God told me until that moment. (laughs) So I told her and we've been confident God's blessed us. And so we're on the journey. We're launching September 20th in Fedville in a school. And uh, we're excited. we got about 40 people on our team. Here's how you can pray. One, over the finances of the church. Uh, over the next month, we need to raise $70,000. Uh, that's a lot to us, but it's not a lot to the Father. And uh, we know that he can provide. So we, we need 70000 in the next month. So if you want to give or you want to pray over that or you want to look at our church and figure out kind of who we are, you can go to mark, M-A-R-K-E-D dot church. And there tells you everything about us, our vision, our culture code. You can meet our pastor through there. It's it's going to be great. So be praying for that, but also be praying that we steward as pastors, the gifts that come in, Mm -hmm. the leaders that come in, those that are traveling. We got people from Texas, South Carolina, Alabama. They're all coming to Chicago. They're all coming in to plant this church with us. And uh, I don't, we don't want to be leaders that don't know how to store gifts that are coming to us. So pray for wisdom, pray for uh, uh, finances and just, um, Galatians 6 and 9, that we won't get tired of doing good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, there you have it. Uh, There you have it, folks. You get to see his heart for student ministry. You get to see his heart for uh, the city of North Carolina with other pastors coming around, uh, coming around the world. You get to see his heart and just his passion for young people, even young adults, people in general. I get to see his, his love and, um, yeah, be praying for uh, for Seth and his wife, and be praying for uh, uh, the other pastors that are coming in town uh, to plant, and uh, they would steward the gifts as you heard them. So uh, yeah, be praying for uh, pray for wisdom, and uh, but uh, look forward to this uh, episode here uh, soon. Uh, Seth, we uh, again, I thank you for uh, jumping on. It was just a great uh, encouragement for us, uh, for myself included. So I'm pretty sure the viewers are going to be encouraged and blessed uh, as well. So you guys, hey, have yourself a good uh, Friday. Be blessed, be encouraged. And again, the word that I want to leave you with, as Seth just said, 
Hey, don't become weary in well-doing, but be faithful where you're planted. In Jesus' name. Again, have a great Friday. Love you all.